Hey, what's going on everyone? It's Drew and I want to welcome you back to Learn How to See Better. And in today's episode, uh, I want to tell you about a couple of different times where I've had to learn how to see better and specifically in the area of viewing things that don't appeal to you. So what do I mean by that? Um, There's a phrase that I got a hold of about a decade ago, and it's called discipline your disappointment. Yeah, it's about 10 or 11 years ago. Discipline your disappointment. I've maybe touched on a topic like this um, through this series before, but uh, today I thought it was fresh in my mind because I think we all find instances where we're disappointed about something. And it's easy to grab a catchy little phrase like discipline your disappointment. And you know, you're supposed to be, you know, all deep and and reflective and and insightful um, with the phrase. But the fact of the matter is when you have a scenario that you might be dealing with and you're in the middle of it, sometimes you don't really want to discipline your disappointment. You'd rather just, uh, you know, vent and rage. And in this case, I'm not so much venting, rather, telling a quick story or two about instances where I've had the opportunity to discipline my own disappointment and how I've been able to kind of put the pieces together, if you will, um, when you think about um, how it all comes together. So what do I mean by that? I'm actually just in the process of uh, taking a look at a property that I own, right? A rental property. And uh, it's a pretty basic, basic relationship with rental properties. Uh, you provide clean, affordable, safe housing, and they provide monthly on-time rent payments, right? And even in a not-so-perfect situation, there's ways to work through uh, hiccups, personal situations that you have. But it's generally a two-way street, and to give a little, you got to get a little. And, you know, we've, we've experienced situations where uh, we try and work with people, right? You try and say, hey, let's, let's put together a plan to get you back on your feet. And more often than not, it's unfortunately met with just a lack of urgency. Uh, in some cases, people just kind of give up and, and stick their head in the sand and throw their hands up and say, well, I'm not, you know, paying my rent anymore, and, you know, we'll just see how all this plays out and that's you know pretty unfortunate because in this day and age i think everybody understands that we all got to pay to live somewhere right even if your house is paid off you got to pay those taxes got to pay that insurance right um but but the point here that i'm touching on is just the fact that um i I, you know basically taken back possession of a property i own that's been uh had to go through the eviction process right not a fun not a fun uh experience for anyone involved but sometimes it's necessary and um in this case there was an eviction and now that it's been the legal amount of time that the judge provided for the person to vacate, uh, time's up and it's time to, uh, you know, peacefully um, regain possession of the property. Well, as I get into some of the details, here's essentially what, um, what I was able to find today. And I was, in a sense, pleased as well as displeased. And why do I say that? It's very simple. Um, I was pleased that the property was vacant, right? I was pleased that uh, I've now got the opportunity to lick my wounds, mitigate my losses, and put a, uh, a capable paying uh, tenant in the property that'll, you know, kind of honor that basic relationship. I give you a place to live. Uh, it's clean, affordable, safe housing every month, and, and you give me that monthly rent check, right? Um, so in the pursuit of getting that whole system back on track, you know, I, I was pleased again to find the place vacant 
that, you know, that there was, you know, I think probably that basic level of understanding that this is kind of how things are, are going from this point on and that, you know, a relocation's got to take place. So that's where we're at. Place is empty. And I just thought back to the different experiences I've had because, again, never wanted to really try and take people through this. Would much rather keep somebody uh, inhabiting a place that they've called home, especially if it's been for a long time. You want to you want to go above and beyond and do some of what you can um, to make that transitional process, if one has to take place, as uh, painless as possible, right? Um, but I was thinking about all the other times where. You know, we've had to go through this process of using legal proceedings to remove someone that's basically squatting on your place, you know, stiffing you with, with rent and not not coming through with the rent payments. Right. You know, there's provisions to, to protect people from from that. And uh, sometimes it's just been crazy to think how people will handle situations in our in the, in their lives right and sometimes stress can get so overwhelming uh, you just don't know what to do and you got no choice but to kind of um, bail on your obligations but even in those scenarios seeing how um, people will address those situations differently is what's most amazing I mean you know we had one scenario where a guy you know came to us and said hey listen you know I know my rent's unpaid. I had an unfortunate circumstance, you know, lost my job, walked into work and, you know, my job was gone. And, uh, you know, of course that hits right around the time rent's due and they're just, you know, they weren't, they were kind of, they weren't really in a position to have much by way of uh, reserves or means by which they could backfill that impact. But they were so mature about it. It, it was really appreciated um, that they contacted us proactively and said, hey, listen, you know, I just lost my job. I can't pay rent. I know I can't stay here. You know, here's your keys. I'll be out of here in a couple of days. You know, I'm sorry. We really like the place. Didn't ever mean for this to happen. It was like, wow, okay. And, you know, they would have had it upheld on their end of the deal. And they were out of the place in just a handful of days. And, you know, we didn't, you know, go after them and try and take them to court and all these other things. Um, you know, when people just, uh, you know, blatantly just kind of stick it to you. Um, this guy was on the up and up and straightforward and, and he had an approach to his problem. He had a plan put together for how he was going to get back on his feet, get a new gig, you know, support his family, bring in the bread and the bacon um, to get everything back on track. So, you know, I mean, the, the, the exchange ended with a handshake and a wish you well, you know, from, from me to him and an apology from him to I. And it was like there was no real um, there was no real bad taste left in the mouth right so to speak you know there's the unfortunate part of business we you know we got to you know stuck with no rent for that month um but we were able to uh do what we needed to do to get things back on track we understand that's a component of the business but it was so much easier when the person was forthcoming and on the up and up and just said hey i'm, I'm in a fix you know, here's how i'm gonna handle it right i'll get out of your place and i'll move on to put my other pieces together um but then on the other hand, we've had people string us along and lie to us. And just it's the craziest thing where at the end of the day, all the situations are the same. There's been some event uh, or some situation financially that rent can't be paid. Some people will ignore you. Some people will, will be proactive and go and, and tell you, hey, I'm sorry. This is how it is now. I got to go. Some people will um, wreck your place and trash it on the way out the door as though, you know, we're the ones at fault for basically saying you can't stay here for free with no action plan to get back on your feet 
and we're going through the legal process to, to take our property back. And it's crazy to think that so many of those situations, um, they all end in disappointment, right? We had an agreement that basically fell apart. So there's a disappointment there on our side that, you know, there's an impact to the income and things didn't go as though, as they were initially planned. But what we found is there's a lot less variability in, you know, how we let ourselves feel about those situations because you recognize, hey, situation's not ending the way I want it. There's going to be a financial impact, but, you know, we've got remedies, you know, for those situations and, and, and great marketing to get the property back uh, inhabited pretty quickly. But um, in those situations, it's like whether it's broom clean or just packed with junk and stuff left over and trash and mess, it all kind of comes out the same in the wash. You know, there's, there's uh, an inconvenience there. There'll be a little sting on the financials. And then there's just a process in place to get the property back in move-in ready condition so that a more qualified individual can make it home and you get back to doing um, what you've done. So there's a little bit of a, you know, invasion into some of the activities that you um, have to do unless you've, you know, outsourced most of those, which is lucky for us, we've outsourced most of them. Um, but yeah, you just get the, you just get the train back on the tracks and you tell yourself, you know what, okay, this is part of the game. Some of it's to be expected. There's no need to get, um, you know, I'm not poking voodoo dolls, you know, with this person, a piece of tape with this person's name stuck to the top of the doll, you know, wishing harm and, and evil upon them. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, glad that it's over with. I'm glad that we've got the opportunity to get the property back on its feet. But since I've been doing this so long, I thought it would be good to share something about that because I can still remember the first tenants I ever had. Didn't know what I was doing, just the accidental rental, uh, you know, accidental landlord. And when they stopped paying me, you know, this is my previous personal residence. It's like I wanted to go to fisticuffs. I was, you know, I was heart hurt. My, my feelings were bruised. I was insulted. You know, how could you do this to me in my house? Right. And it was like I was so emotional. And um, what I found and come to see over time and the great ahas, like in business, there's not really much place for emotions, right? You know, someone could disappoint you, you know, someone could do you wrong. You might even have, um, you know, someone talk bad about you, right? But, you know, we have to learn to discipline that disappointment, meaning, you know, be prepared for it, almost expected in many cases. Um, and that's kind of how we, through repetition, can take an event, you know, you've been broke up with, you know, your girlfriend kicked you to the curb, right? You know, you're crying in your drink for two weeks, you know, but uh, I think that for, for people as we learn to mature emotionally and gain some uh, emotional intelligence, um, when situations do happen, you know, matters in the heart, even, um, you know, other situations with, with friends that, that might go sideways, um, being able to discipline that disappointment, knowing that kind of life goes on, there's other good people in the world and you don't have to deal um, with the individual anymore, which is sometimes the best turnout you can get. But I remember how hard that was for me to, to just take that experience, to take that phrase, discipline your disappointment and really embrace it. Um, because the first time I heard it was again, 10, 11 years ago. And I was just trying to build a business for the first time. I was super excited about a great opportunity I'd found uh, to start a you know business part-time around my schedule, you know, with products and services that everybody uses already. And you know, there was some cutting edge technology that had me really excited. It was great. 
And as I ran around, you know, you know, just geeked about the potential that I could build a residual income, you know, helping people get introduced to services they already use. It was just such a concept to me that I'd never heard before. You know, I almost had this, this naivety, this, um, (laughs) this super green, um, super newbie attitude that, you know, when someone else is going to get introduced to a new concept, a business idea, an opportunity, that they're going to see it with the same eyes of sparkle that I did. And what did I find? Most people, you know, looked at me cross-eyed. They didn't have the mentality of an entrepreneur or business owner, nor were they looking to uh, expand their options to diversify their income, right? So a lot of times I was met with, with disappointment and it would hurt my feelings that friends and family and acquaintances didn't see this opportunity I found that was so great to me at the time and so new and fresh and said, oh my goodness, you know, you can, you can supplement your income or, you know, build a path to financial freedom here. Isn't this amazing? Well, no one saw it that way. And they say, oh, that's, you know, that doesn't work or I'm not interested. I'd rather watch the basketball game tonight or or is that one of those things? And it, it was as though my excitement was met with such disdain that it sucked the life right out of me. And it wasn't until I was at, an, at a training event, you know, with this same organization that was starting to say, hey, listen, uh, you know, one of the speakers talked about when you can actually expect disappointment, you know, that same heartbreak um, from someone standing you up, you know, to to hear about your opportunity more um, that might, you know, sideline you for two weeks. You keep going through it and not avoiding it and just understanding that it's part of the game. You might be able to get to a point where after repetition, you can get your disappointment down to like, you know, a couple of days. And if you really stay diligent, you can get to a point where something only bothers you for a couple of hours. And if you stay at it continuously and in different areas of your life, learn to expect disappointment in certain areas where it can easily be, um, you know, welcomed or expected. You get to a point where all of a sudden it's like something might bother you for 20 minutes. Something might bother you for like two minutes and then it's over with. And bringing that back full circle, thinking about my experience today, you know, going and taking a look at uh, at my rental property. There's a line wrapped up around, you know, down the street and around the corner. People want to get into this thing and and uh, check it out. It's priced great. It you know, it's in good. You know, it shows well, priced well. The area is attractive to the audience, and you know, people are lining up. They're ready to pay. They're ready to move in. They're ready to get it going. But we had to go through this process to kind of you know, get rid of um, the situation that was holding us back and blocking all that flow and and went back to see the property for the first time today. And and again, there's always a little bit of disappointment that like, man, I can't believe that after all the times we worked with this person and tried to get them back on track and, you know, put the fair warnings out there that, you know, things aren't working. Let's find a better solution that they went belly up. That disappointment didn't last long because I was able to shift the focus and say, hey, you know, got my property back, it's, it's, it's empty, it hasn't been trashed for the most part, you know, it's, it's cleared out, only a few personal effects remain. And then I get back 
to my checklist. Where's my power team? All right, I need to get this done, this done, this done, this done, and this done. The marketing's already ready to go. We can do the showings and uh, we're clear for takeoff, right? And when you remind yourself of some of those processes that you have uh, to do things in your life, um, then it helps you to deal with that disappointment, right? Um, if you have a process where it's like, oh, okay, you know, young couple that's dating and the relationship goes sideways, it's like, all right, well, there's gonna be the heartburn, but at the end of the day, somebody's packing their stuff up and, and hitting the road, right? And maybe it's both people. But the fact of the matter is, it's just a simple process of going through and saying, all right, well, we're uh, gonna pack this stuff up and start looking for places to rent and you know, make sure your rent's current so you got decent references like your landlord and you can get to moving on. But we all have to discipline our disappointment. You know, and this could be, you know, I gave a business example and you know, I don't talk a whole lot about um, my business life because I think life is more than just business. But um, this is one of those instances where a business experience reminded me not just of a current day business activities, but when I first got started in business. And then it started to remind me of situations where even instances in people that, you know what, it, sometimes people are going to let you down, right? If, if, you're, if you've come to expect that, um, not necessarily with, with certain people, but even in those situations, right? If you can expect to be let down, um, it's not about thinking negatively. It's more about being prepared for that, right? You know, this phrase from the TV show, Game of Thrones, winter is coming. It's not saying no one is trying to be negative. It's just, hey, winter's coming and, and you need to be prepared for it. Um, so when you go through life, just understanding the moments that disappoint you, especially if they're not some one-time disappointment. You know, you're usually gonna have some type of disappointment that's gonna fall in a category. Someone doesn't do what they said they were gonna do. You know, you know, maybe the boss didn't give you the raise. Maybe the kid didn't make the curfew. You know, whatever it is, the tenant didn't pay the rent, right? Um, it could be a situation that disappoints you, but it doesn't have to disable you and it doesn't have to stop you from doing what you're doing. And that's how I think we could all take a moment to learn how to see better when we think about how we respond naturally to disappointment. How do we act when we get um, disappointed and how can we manage that, right? Sometimes, you know, my four-year-old gets disappointed and he will just break down in tears when he doesn't get his way. And, it, and you would think, you know, someone just, you know, chopped his foot off or something crazy. And it's like, okay, wow, what can we do to, to better manage that, that experience, right? So it doesn't have to be tears or because you can't eat all of that Halloween candy, like all of it, all of it, you know, in the next 24 hours, that's no reason to start screaming or throwing things, right? But there's disappointment there. And, and I mentioned and reference, you know, my lovable child and its example, but I've seen adults kick and scream and, and act very immature when they're disappointed as well and, and say things or, you know, talk crazy over, over the keyboard or text message. And, you know, um, it's like sometimes that's unwarranted, but once you're able to discipline your disappointment, you can say, okay, well, you know, that person might have something else going on in their world that that's preventing them to have sensible behavior, right? Um, and sometimes it's just that you're young and a child and haven't developed the emotional IQ to manage when you feel a certain way or don't get what you want. And so as we grow as adults, we all know the saying, it's easy to you know, grow old, but growing up is optional. You know, everybody grows old, but growing up is optional. Uh, as we grow up as adults, we have to recognize the situations where we respond 
in ways that don't bring out the best us. You know, if you're the type that wants to go screaming off the handle and lose your temper, um, okay, maybe you're just that passionate person, but is that your best performance? Is that your best behavior? Is that the best choice you can make? Because sometimes, you know, it's hard to clean up broken glass. So don't be a bull in a china shop, right? Um, but if we can learn to discipline our disapp- disappointment, then we're gonna be in a better situation to allow relationships to continue. So we don't let, you know, so we don't say something or do something that we might regret, right? I can I can remember being a hot-headed teenager and you might flip out and, you know, and, and take it too far um, with what you say or what you do because you're disappointed. And, you know, one of the things I've learned that we teach our kids is, it's, hey, your excuses don't excuse you. Just because you're mad doesn't give you the reason to really just necessarily haul off and sock somebody in the mouth, right? You got to discipline your disappointment and, and be smart enough to gauge those situations that um, if you are going to behave based on feelings alone without any logic, then, well, you got to kind of be um, intelligent enough to understand what might be that potential circumstance or consequence that uh, you'll have the opportunity to deal with next. So discipline our disappointment is probably one of the the biggest skills that I can share. Um, It's something that I still manage daily. I can chuckle about it and crack jokes, but you know what? At the end of the day, things happen to me still that disappoint me. And as I deal with those in my life and in my business, um, I get these opportunities to remember that. And it's one of those lessons I've been putting in place for the last decade plus. And as with the philosophy and flow of this podcast, the idea is to share with you how I'm learning how to see better. So travel with me as uh, I go through my experiences, sometimes pulling from the past, sometimes pulling from the present and always looking ahead towards the future as we um, as we move forward in our own individual journeys. So with that, I want to thank you all for tuning in tag a friend who you'd like to have get in on this goodness and uh, I think you'll get some some good nuggets from it hearing it a second time and then sharing it with them so until next time thanks everyone catch you on the next episode